From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff, the director of the Ohio Department of Health, held a press conference this morning warning that hospital and ICU admissions related to COVID-19 are increasing, especially among children. More from Tracy Townsend. Overall, the top five counties where COVID is spreading are counties with 30 to 40 percent vaccination rates. One in eight patients admitted in a hospital in our state right now has COVID. COVID patients represent one in five in ICUs. This wave is having a very serious impact on our hospitals because hospitals don't admit people who aren't very seriously ill anymore. I'm Tracy Townsend. Students in the Toledo area are counting their blessings being back in the classroom this year. Kaylee Kirby reports. Kids are excited since COVID shut everything down in March of 2020. It's a very comfortable environment being back in school, and and I'm pretty sure a lot of kids are are happy to be back, see faces, be with their friends, because virtual school is pretty tough. We're actually able to travel to away games this year, and... We can be closer to each other in school and we're able to do more of like our hands-on learning activities. So I know for me, I was personally really, really excited for school this year. I'm Kaylee Kirby. The state is testing a program designed to keep students who have had a COVID-19 exposure in the classroom. Ten school districts in Warren County, which is outside of Cincinnati, are taking part in a pilot program with the Ohio Department of Education. Governor Mike DeWine says the goal is to keep students in class. If we get this worked out with the schools, the schools will then be able to keep that child in school. The child would have to wear a mask, a child who'd been exposed uh, for a limited period of time, and then that child would be tested on two different occasions. The project is in its infancy, and details right now are limited. The governor says if it's successful, it could be expanded. Ohio's Democratic U.S. Senator says the loss of American soldiers in Afghanistan last month was terrible and that lessons can be learned from the ending of the war. Dave James reports. Senator Sherrod Brown told ONN today that he wishes President Biden had gotten Americans out earlier, adding that there's plenty of blame to go around. Still, he says... The most important lesson from this is that we were in Afghanistan for 20 years and four presidents promised to get us out. Finally, Biden got us out. And I hear a number of Republicans say over and over that they're so so glad Trump is getting us out now, and they were happy about that, but then unhappy when Biden did. So I, I don't care about any of that sort of criticism. What I care about is this war is finally over. Dave James, I went in news. The founder and director of Bishop Sycamore High School, whose football game in Canton over the weekend brought national scrutiny to the organization, is speaking against accusations that the school is a fraud. More from Yolanda Harris. School founder Andre Peterson had a lot to say, telling us the school is mostly online and the football team does not have a home field and practices where it can. He says the school's funding comes from his wife and private donors. It's not a moneymaker at all. Like I said, I, I haven't received a check from Bishop Sycamore. Like I said, we, we, we spent out a lot of money, and so it's not about the moneymaker. We also asked Peterson about unpaid hotel bills. When the team was in Canton, he said that that was from a sponsor, and he couldn't comment. I'm Yolanda Harris. Fourth-ranked Ohio State starts its season tonight in prime time with an 8 p.m. start. Dave Holmes has the details. 
Hello from Huntington Bank Stadium, site of the season opener between the Minnesota Golden Gophers and the Ohio State Buckeyes. It is not your typical season opener. The Buckeyes normally don't open on the road, normally don't open in the Big Ten, normally don't open on a Thursday night. So, yeah, this one feels a little bit different. Ryan Day expects a big-time challenge in the season opener against the Golden Gophers. It's a start. The whole goal is to go 1-0. That's it. We, we just got to find a way to win this game and build from here. And uh, we kind of want to see where we're at so we know what we have to build upon. I'm Dave Holmes in Minneapolis. That Ohio State opener is giving bars and restaurants around Ohio an opportunity to cash in, but Tino Ramos has words of caution from OSU Dr. Ian Gonsenhauser. Bars and restaurants will be packed, something much different than last year. That also means big bucks to these establishments that suffered greatly last year. How do you enjoy the game safely? Medical experts say staying home with a controlled group is one way, but on the night like this... If you want to venture out to other establishments, the best choice that you could make would be outdoor seating still um, or seating in an establishment that's asking people to offer their vaccination status. In Grandview Heights, Tina Ramos. The Biden administration is extending for one year a Trump-era ban on the use of U.S. passports for travel to North Korea, a ban imposed in 2017 following the death of American student Otto Warmbier from Cincinnati, who suffered grievous injuries while in North Korean custody. Karina Nova has more. The ban has been extended annually. The State Department announced the move in a notice being published today in the Federal Register. Humanitarian groups express concern about the impact the ban has on relief to North Korea among the world's neediest countries. The ban makes it illegal to use a U.S. passport for travel to, from, or through North Korea unless it's been specially validated. Karina Nova, ONN News. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost yesterday hosted a ceremony honoring 100 years of the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation. Yolanda Harris reports. The state legislature created the BCI as a record-keeping agency within the Department of Public Welfare back in 1921. Advancements in technology spurred BCI's growth into the state's crime lab. It became part of the Attorney General's office in 1963. As BCI has grown and developed, it has become an invaluable resource for law enforcement throughout Ohio. Who knows how many crimes have been solved and convictions won because of the work of BCI. I'm Yolanda Harris. And a growing number of companies, big and small, are now dropping requirements that made it harder to hire from minimum education levels to amount of experience. Dave James explains. Drugstore chain CVS announced last month it would no longer require a high school degree for entry-level jobs. Amazon said in June it would stop testing job seekers for marijuana. This comes even as many employers are being forced to raise hourly wages and perks like extra bonuses or more flexible scheduling in order to recruit workers. The chains say they're making up for the lack of experience and education by doing a better job with training, but analysts say the moves still make them vulnerable. Dave James, I went in news. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.